Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rona solo here today for two hours, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern as we get you set for week three and look at last night's games as well. Sean Childs from FullTimeFantasy.com, one of the top high-stakes players around. He will join me at 2.40 p.m. Eastern. And then I'll be joined by Steve Renner from Scout DFS at 3.40 p.m. Eastern to take a look at the DFS slate for the weekend ahead. Very interesting slate as well. Some appealing games and obviously some values with some of the injuries that have gone down, opening up some of those cheap values. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at aron 88 and check out all my work at FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code Ronis50 get your first two months for the price of one, just posted my week three deep sleeper article. And obviously, there are, these are not must plays. These are just players that if you're digging a little deep, you know, you play in a 14-team league, 16-team league, or even the high-stakes leagues where maybe you have a lot of injuries and you have to dig a little deep. Uh, you know, you might have to start some of these players. Obviously, tight end is a disaster. And there are a couple of receivers that are going to get some opportunities this week because of injuries in front of them that you could have acquired off the waiver wire this week. So, uh, again, those are for the deeper formats. And, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, it's week three. If you have to go and start these players, you're in trouble. Not necessarily so. There are a lot of people that do play in 14-team leagues, 16-team leagues, or even like our high-stakes leagues with 12 teams and 20 rounds. Maybe you have several injuries and you're stashing a couple of those players. I mean, you maybe got Tyree Kill, Michael Gallup, Tevin Coleman. Who knows? So... Uh, sometimes you do have to go a little deep for one of those starts, and you never feel great about it. But uh, these players are in a, either in a good situation or have a good matchup. So you can check out that article. We have our DFS Week 3 wide receiver report, updated Dynasty football rankings from Scott Atkins, our start sit as well, and uh, as well as uh, questions that you can ask on the message boards and forums. We will answer them any time. Uh, throughout the day and night. I'm sometimes on there at 2, 3 a.m. Eastern answering questions. So we will get to them. And the start-sit questions, you know, I've said this before. If you have injured players, try not to ask those on a Wednesday or Thursday. I can't give you a good answer. You know, if you asked me yesterday about Damian Williams, I'm just going to leave him out because I don't know. And we'll get to him in a little bit. But, you know, anytime you have some question whether a player that's on the injury report or we don't know his status, you know, wait till the weekend. I understand you guys are in a rush to set your lineup, but I've always said this, you want to make the best decision with the most information at your disposal, and sometimes we don't have the latest injury news, especially on a Wednesday and a Thursday, so just be a little patient, and uh, we'll get there. You can also find out our a lot of our work on si.com slash fantasy. I did three articles there this week, including the waiver wire, the stock watch, and the sneaky starts, so you can head on over there and find that information as well. You could also cffchamps.com, bull market fantasy as well as we got a lot going on and a lot of different articles to help cover you. Again, DFS, check it out as well uh, on the site, fulltimefantasy.com. We got the the, uh, write-ups there for the weekend slate as well as the optimizer, uh, Slack chat as well, and our week three rankings are posted as well. 
So check all of that out today. We'll kick it off uh, looking at last night's game. We knew it wasn't going to be a very exciting game. Jacksonville beat Tennessee 20-7. to Of course, uh, tons of penalties in this game. It was just ugly. Uh, just so many penalties, and a lot of them very questionable. The roughing, the passer calls. I thought for years they've been terrible. I, this year it just seems like they're even worse. I just can't believe what they're calling now for roughing the passer. Just simple tackles, and they're throwing these flags. We saw it happen, and the Broncos got screwed against the Bears with Bradley Chubb, and apparently the league said it was a bad call. I mean, but that doesn't do anything. That changed the outcome of a game potentially. Gave the opportunity for the Bears to kick that field goal and win the game. So they're just really, really terrible uh, aggressive on these roughing the passer calls. And we saw another one last night, and, uh, and it, was, it was terrible. You got to change that. Uh, I understand they're trying to protect the players and specifically the quarterbacks and you know, that's what people are going to argue when you see, you know, the quarterbacks go down in the first few weeks. But it really wasn't from from contact. I mean, Drew Brees hit his thumb on a Aaron Donald, uh, Roethlisberger. We don't know where that injury came from because there were reports that he had that elbow issue during the week. Donald had mono. So it's not like any of these quarterbacks so far have been missing time because of big hits. And even Cam Newton uh, looked like. You know, that's something that he it, that was on a, a hit in the preseason, and I guess it came back. But it's not like these quarterbacks have been hurt from big hits. So they're roughing the passer calls. They have to ease up on that. Jacksonville, look, Gardner Minshew looked good. I mean, if you picked him up in a super flex league, you're pretty, feeling pretty good right now. Uh, this was a solid game for him, and obviously they scaled it back a little bit with the lead and were conservative, but 204 passing yards, two touchdowns. Again, not an outstanding line, but when you're in a super flex league and you went out and picked him up, a couple weeks ago when Nick Foles went down, you know, that's pretty good production, especially compared to some of the other quarterbacks right now, the Kirk Cousins, the Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, I got both in a super flux league, and the team is not good. So uh, not a bad option there as uh, he gets Jacksonville their first win of the season. Leonard Fournette, you talk about a frustrating night for Fournette, and I actually have him in one league. You know, he started to rise up draft boards. That wasn't completely sold. The thing that's appealing about Fournette is he's going to get all the touches in the backfield, and you just see it. I mean, he was the only running back to get a, a carry last night, and he's also involved in the passing game. So that's the appeal of Fournette is volume. Now, if you watch the game, he had negative rushing yards for most of this game, and then he broke off a 69-yard run where he was caught from behind. So that salvaged his night. So he finishes 15 for 66, six receptions for 26 yards on eight targets, and a lot of those – Pass plays were not designed to him. They were checkdowns. But the bottom line is he's getting huge volume. But you expect more, especially for those that went up and grabbed Leonard Fournette in the second round. I only took him in one league. It was in the third round, middle of the third round. Didn't even feel great about it. But he is my RB2 behind Dalvin Cook. So, you know, a night like last night, not bad. It could have been much worse. I mean, he was getting hit often as soon as he was touching the football. But the other problem was the offensive line was not blocky well and Fournette did look tentative for sure but that's what happens when you're not confident behind an offensive line you become like the way Fournette was last night but again it was also a divisional game a short week I mean the Thursday night football games are awful man it's got to go but it won't because of money but they'd be a much better product if they remove the Thursday night football game especially when they give us such crappy matchups Lots more ahead. We'll continue to look at this game and what it means from a fantasy perspective going forward. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Game Time Decisions. I was in Vegas. I went to the diner where James Woods, Sharon Stone, and De Niro shows up. It was like two blocks from my place. So I breakfast there. And like I'm sitting in the same booth. The Riviera is where they filmed it. Almost all that movie casino was filmed in a riv. I have a picture on the same phone they beat Don Rickles up on. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, Ryan says, get Ace on in-game live. I'd like to, actually. I'd like to. The guy's a legend. I've always wanted to interview him, actually. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Rain dance! Make it rain. Maybe this Minshew kid, the guy is an old soul. He's light years ahead of really some is. of the younger guys that we have really seen is. before in this spot. And crazier things have happened. And there's something you can't deny with the kid. He's got a great attitude and personality where putting into this situation, it don't matter where you. He could be playing in the street. Like, nothing phases this kid. We did 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rona solo here today, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern as we get you set for week three of the NFL season. Also recap from last night. Check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. The week three deep sleep, uh, week three deep sleepers article is up. Sean Childs from Full Time Fantasy will join me at 2.40 p.m. Eastern. Taking a look at last night's game, uh, we're talking about Jacksonville. And again with Fournette. You know, it's going to be frustrating at times, but again, he is going to get a huge volume, and that's what we're looking for out of running backs, and that's why Fournette started to rise up draft boards, although we did hear some positive things about him in the preseason, changing his diet and some of the -the off-the-field things, changing things, but, you know, it certainly was a disaster last night for most of the game until he broke off that 69-yard run, 
but 21 more touches, and that's what you want from your running back. As far as the wide receivers, I mean, DJ Chark continues to look great. I actually had to start him in a uh, online championship league. I actually have him and D.D. Westbrook, and I went with DJ Chark. He's just looked like the better receiver here through the first few weeks. Minshew certainly looks like he's looking for him, although D.D. Westbrook did have the most targets on the team last night. He had nine, five receptions for 46 yards, but he did drop a touchdown pass, and he had two drops in this game. Uh, I know a lot of people saying he had three, but one of them was knocked away. So Westbrook could have had a bigger game, but D.J. Chark, man, he just looks good. He's got the quickness and the speed. He can get downfield tracks the ball well so you know he was picked up in a lot of leagues he's been in the waiver wire article for the last couple of weeks and uh you know not in every week play but in the right matchup i think you could use him for sure and you know in the online championship we start two running backs three receivers and two flexes so uh went with dj chark this week i do have him in another league or two where i did not play him just because i have better options i know i have him in the fsga league but uh, i got marquise brown and i can't bench marquise brown and then they also have Keenan Allen, Cooper in that league, and I uh, forgot who else, but couldn't get DJ Chark into that lineup, and that's, again, a league with three receivers and one flex, and that's the difference. You know, you play in a league with the extra flex spot, and you get a guy like Chark either late in the draft or on the waiver wire. It allows you to put him in your lineup, and you get rewarded, and, and that's why I like the starting lineups with the extra flex spot because, you know, Chark is one example of that, and uh, he had a very good game once again. Uh, Chris Conley was banged up in this one, left early, only had two catches for 30 yards. He was actually playing quite a bit the first couple weeks and not much yesterday as far as the targets, but he did miss some time in this game. He was banged up during the week. Titans are just a disaster, man. I mean, it does not get any better. I know Vrabel, head coach Mike Vrabel, came out today and said they're not looking to make a quarterback change. I mean, Mariota just looks terrible. I understand the offensive line wasn't great. But his pocket awareness is terrible. He's got to get rid of the football on some of these plays a little quicker. He took nine sacks in this game, 304 passing yards. And it's amazing to me that this team beat the Browns in week one. We know it's a week-to-week -week league in matchups, but uh, how did how did the Titans win that game? I have no idea. I mean, Mariota has done nothing since. He had 248 yards and three touchdowns in week one against the Browns, but we all know it wasn't going to continue. He only had 24 pass attempts in this game. Obviously, some of them were set up. He had the long touchdown pass to Henry on the screen in that game. But Mariota's now taken 17 sacks in three games, and he's just looked abysmal. And it's crazy because he hasn't even thrown an interception yet. But that also goes to show you that he doesn't take chances. Very, very cautious with the football. Uh, but, you know, this is a case where stats don't tell the story because uh, he has four touchdowns, no picks, but he's taking sacks. And if you watch, it, just, it looks painful. It's a really painful offense to watch right now. I know it's a divisional game on the road. Jacksonville is a good defense. And, man, they just look terrible. Now, the only guy you really feel good about starting right now is Derrick Henry. And that's another case where they were fortunate that they got the ball inside the five-yard line late because on that drive, they were in the hurry-up or their version of it because they felt like they played like they had uh, tons of time left. And Deion Lewis was in on that drive. Fortunately, they did bring in Henry, and he did get the touchdown run. 17 carries, 44 yards for Henry, also caught a pass. So not the worst day considering uh, the way it was looking for this offense. So Henry is really the only guy you feel comfortable starting now. He scored a touchdown in each of the first three games, and Henry became a value. We talked about it on yesterday's show. Of course, if you missed any shows or any portion of the show, you can always check it out on demand. Just go to podcast, search full-time fantasy. 
hit subscribe, but Henry was someone that was, you know, going in the third round and then he had that calf issue in training camp and people dropped him and he was starting to fall to the fifth round. You know, I got him in one draft. Fifth round is my third RB. And when you have, uh, you look at a lot of my, I look at my teams in the online leagues and I don't feel strong at running back. Usually only have two and sometimes the second one is shaky. And that league with Henry as my three, using him in the flex spot is a, a really good position to be in. The wide receivers, I don't, I don't see how you play anyone right now outside of Delaney Walker. You know, Delaney Walker had seven receptions, 64 yards on nine targets. He was open in the end zone twice. Mariota couldn't get him the football. One was deflected. Uh, I, I think both actually were deflected uh, by a defender, but he was wide open. And Mariota's got to get the ball out quicker and get it to him. So tight end is a disaster. And look, Delaney Walker is back healthy. You know, he was a pretty good value going into this year as well. And that's about it. I mean, Adam Humphreys coming into this game did nothing. And I know he had six for 93 on nine targets, but like three of those catches and half the yards came on that final drive, the hurry up. You can't count on him. Someone asked me a question this week about dropping him. I'm like, yeah, there's just too many better wide receivers and other positions out there. I mean, Corey Davis is good. He made one in a catch, but in this offense, and he's going to face the top cover corners most of the time, three receptions, 44 yards, and four targets. Man, it's 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 terrible. I didn't draft him anywhere this year, and you know, I, I think he is droppable in certain formats because – you know, he'll have his big weeks here or there, but we've already seen this offense so far, and it's not good. You know, A.J. Brown showed some flashes in week one, and he looks pretty good, but not enough volume here in this offense. So, terrible game, and uh, you really can't start anyone on the Titans to me outside of Derrick Henry and Delaney Walker at this point. And it's a shame because we are kind of saying that about a few offenses, that there's very minimal exposure that we can get. And uh, especially with some of the quarterback changes, it makes it a little bit more difficult in fantasy. But uh, this offense looks terrible right now. Uh, big news here. Damian Williams has been ruled out for the Chiefs. So I think we all expected this to happen. He's dealing with that knee injury. So Williams will sit. Uh, LaShawn McCoy will play. So you have to wonder, though, how limited he is because he's dealing with the ankle issue. So, McCoy was not very good last week. Neither was the run game. Uh, and they're going against the Ravens this week. So, Darwin Thompson, to me, is going to play a role in this. Now, remember, this is the game of the week that everyone wants to see, the Chiefs and the Ravens. I mean, the Chiefs have an implied points total of 28.75. So, you want some exposure to the running backs in this offense. Although, if you didn't have any exposure last week, it worked. But both guys were banged up. But interested to see how they use Darwin Thompson. And uh, McCoy would seem like a good play, uh, but don't love it. Just want to see more reports on that ankle to see how he performed in practice. But, you know, they're, if you're basically on the borderline between two running backs that are close, you're always going to tilt towards the Chiefs' offense. It's just the way it is until someone shows that they could stop them. Now, I know the Chiefs played the Ravens last year. Didn't put up big numbers. This defense is different, though. There's no Jimmy Smith. Mosley's gone. I know they look good the first two weeks, but they played Miami. That doesn't count. That's even worse than a preseason game. And Arizona, Arizona moved the football on Baltimore last week. They just could not finish off drives. I mean, Kyler Murray had well over 300 yards. They just settled for a lot of field goals deep inside Baltimore territory. So 
I am not worried about the Chiefs offense going against the Ravens defense. Uh, and this is their home opener, too. So I think the Chiefs are definitely going to put up tons of points this week. Uh, but Damian Williams will be out. And that was one of the reasons why I shied away from him. I mean, it's not looking at what happened now. Damian Williams never had more than 50 carries in a season. He's 27 years old. So a lot of people were saying, invest in the Chiefs running back. That's fine, but to spend a second or third round pick, and look, Damian Williams might return next week and be great the rest of the year, but there were definitely some red flags there with Damian Williams when you're investing in an early pick and a running back with the resume of Damian Williams. I just couldn't do it, so stayed away from him, and all of a sudden, Darwin Thompson looks like he could play a decent role, and who knows? What if he goes out there and looks really good? All of a sudden, maybe he steps to the forefront. So he's not really available in a lot of leagues, but just check because if he is, you want him on the roster. Lots more injury news ahead. Several players were already ruled out for the week. We'll talk about it next at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to Andro. Andro400.com or call 888. 
andro400.com. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern today. Sean Childs joins me at 2.40 p.m. Eastern from full-time fantasy. Then Steve Renner, full-time DFS, will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern to look at the slate ahead for the weekend. And you can find all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Got the Week 3 Deep Sleepers article that is up right now. We got our Week 3 rankings, the Week 3 wide receiver report, fantasy football stardom sit dynasty rankings updates, and again, any questions you have specific to your team, whether it's trades, strategy, lineup questions, start sit, we will answer them uh, when you are a member on the message boards in the forums. Some big IDP news. I know we don't talk IDP a lot, and for those that aren't familiar, that's individual defensive players. So there are leagues where you can start defensive players instead of a team defense. And I don't do it as much as I used to. It used to be two to three a year. This year I'm only doing one. It's actually my home league. So I like it better than defense, uh, than a team defense, because we all know how random it could be, and you could have a crap defense go off and score two touchdowns. Uh, and... I don't know. I just don't think it's going to gain popularity to the mass level. I just think people don't want to be concerned with two sides of the football. And, you know, that's why fantasy football is so popular. Number one, you don't need to know a ton of players as you do in fantasy baseball. And also it's once a week. But I do like playing the IDP format. But the big news here is Colts linebacker Darius Leonard has already been ruled out for this week. He has a concussion. This is a huge loss. I mean, he was an absolute terror as a rookie linebacker last year. 163 tackles last year, which was third in the league. And uh, this is brutal for those in IDP leagues. It's hard to replace a guy like this, depending on the depth of your league. But certainly helps the Atlanta running game, which needs to get going. I mean, it has not been good. Devontae Freeman, 2.2 yards per carry so far. And Edo Smith has looked better, even though... It's a smaller sample. He has not received as many touches, but he certainly looks a little better. And uh, Freeman has gone against the Eagles and the Vikings, so it's two tough matchups. But still, I think people who drafted Freeman uh, were expecting to see more. So Leonard being out certainly helps him a little bit, so we'll keep an eye on that. Buccaneers also rule out a linebacker, Devin White. He'll be out. He was a first-round pick, so uh, he got hurt uh, last Thursday. He was banged up. So White will be out uh, going against the Giants. Interesting news here for the Steelers. So Deontay Johnson is going to start. It's going to be Deontay Johnson and James Washington on the outside with Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot most of the time. Not a surprise because Dante Moncrief is terrible, so he's barely going to play. And you can understand that just because he was dropping passes left and right. Last week, Mason Rudolph threw one interception when he came in in the second half. It wasn't his fault. It was off the hands of Moncrief into a defender. So Deontay Johnson certainly becomes intriguing in deeper formats. We have to see how this offense looks under Rudolph. I I think it's going to look fine this week. I think the Steelers are actually going to play a very competitive game in San Francisco. You know, Rudolph was, was solid last week, and now it's different. You know, the 49ers get to see that half, and also, you know, Rudolph, 
has to go on the road, but he's got weapons, you know, with Juju Smith-Schuster, Vance McDonald, and of course, James Washington, as it's been well documented, the two played together in college. So uh, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Uh, so this will be a, a week to keep an eye on him. But Johnson has been picked up in some of the high stakes leagues over the last couple of weeks. I think just looking at the way Moncrief was playing, people were expecting him to see an uptick in snaps and uh, certainly feels like that is going to be the case right now. Jimmy Graham is likely going to play. You know, it didn't look good at first because they did bring up a player at the tight end position from the practice squad, but he's expected to be available this week as he just came back to practice today. But, you know, you can't feel great starting him. But that's the tight end position at the bottom. You know, Graham had a good week one where he scored a touchdown. Then he didn't do anything last week. I will say, though, that the matchup is good against the Broncos, who have really struggled to contain tight ends. So, you know, usually, and, and I say this and write this a lot, when you are looking at the lower tight ends, you're looking for a touchdown. That's basically it. You, you're you not going to, in all likelihood, get six for 70 from one of these tight ends that are outside the tight end one Position, So you're hoping for a touchdown. And it does shape up where if Graham can stay on the field because of the matchup that he could score a touchdown this week. So, again, I don't I don't like him. I mean, it's a desperation play. I'm not putting him in the top 15, but I did put him in the article for sneaky starts because of the matchup against Denver, who has really struggled to contain tight end so far. And it's only two weeks, but uh, they did go against Chicago last week, who really doesn't throw much to the tight ends, and they even have production from their tight ends. And, of course, week one, uh, Darren Waller was the guy that went up against Denver. Speaking of Denver, Cortland Sutton's back practicing. Uh, he will be listed as questionable, but they expect him to play. Uh, it seemed like, I think it was a weightlifting uh, accident or something where he hurt his ribs a little bit. But uh, Sutton had a big week one, seven for 120, a little bit down to earth last week, four for 40, but that was also against the Bears. Not an easy matchup this week, though. Uh, they're going against Green Bay. Green Bay has really improved defensively. They've done a really good job this year. So not a great spot for uh, this Broncos offense here as the Packers defense was something that we needed to see improved, and it has been so far. So not a great matchup for those guys. The Bengals, man, this offensive line is a real problem right now. Joe Mixon owners already know that. They've seen it. They see the 27 rushing yards, but... It's just week after week. So left tackle Cordy Glenn has been ruled out. And Andre Smith and Michael Jordan are questionable. So, man, it's just doesn't get easier here. It's a tough spot. They're on the road in Buffalo against the Bills. The Bills defense has done a really good job so far uh, the first couple weeks of the season. They play the Giants and Jets. So keep that in mind. But I do think their defense is good. I picked them up. actually drafted them in many, many leagues. As I'm setting my lineups this week, I have a lot, a lot of Bills defense because I like the schedule to start the season, although I believe they play New England next week, so that kind of hurts. But they are uh, a pretty good uh, defense here, and they're in a good spot this week against Cincinnati. Andy Dalton's been getting sacked, so not a good spot for the Bengals this week. You know, if you were hoping for Joe Mixon to turn it around, it's not a good spot. He just has not had the great blocking in front of him. So... Dalton is a guy I do think, though, that will have some fantasy value. Not this week, though. I wouldn't use him this week. You know, it did add him in a league or two where I had some quarterback entries, you know, a week ago uh, because he's going to throw the ball a lot. 93 pass attempts so far this year, but not this week, not in Buffalo. It's not a good spot. Uh, the Browns dealing with some 
Secondary issues, Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, both dealing with hamstring issues, are questionable for this week against the Rams. And that's big because, you know, the Rams' offense has really not looked good so far. Jared Goff is not throwing the ball deep downfield. And, you know, also, <clears throat> Jared Goff doesn't play as well on the road. So, you know, to have those two players out certainly helps with some of those wide receivers. So that's something to uh, keep an eye on this week. The Bills have ruled out Devin Singletary. We knew this was going to happen. He's dealing with a hamstring issue. He left in the fourth quarter last week uh, in that game against the Giants. So once you see a hammy, you knew, okay, he's probably going to sit a week. And it sucks because Singletary has looked really good so far. Even though he has not gotten the volume compared to Frank Gore, I think it's just a matter of time before it comes. You really, I just really hope this is a one-week thing here and they're being cautious because, uh, you know, he's looked really, really good. So Frank Gore is going to get the start, and Frank Gore has 30 carries for 88 yards so far. But, man, he has it's an appetizing matchup against the Bengals. And, look, it does not feel good to start Frank Gore. It's fantasy. There's no ceiling. I actually might have to start him in one league where I picked him up. I didn't draft him. But it's really for this week. I'm kind of hurting at the RB2 position in that league. Do have Zeke, but the RB2, you know, I got some guys that really have not really stepped to the forefront yet. You know, like a Miles Sanders. Uh, oh, I have Singletary in that league, too. So I am starting Gore in that league. I don't like Gore for DFS, though. He just doesn't have a high ceiling. You know, what's the best outcome? Two touchdowns and 80 yards? And that's and it's possible, but I'm not playing him in DFS. I just, you know, I, I need a huge, huge ceiling. And again, Gore's, uh, it's a really good matchup. So maybe he could get two touchdowns. But it'll be a huge volume for him this week. I would think TJ Yeldon also gets involved. But, you know, Singletary has only had like, you know, dunk, eight to ten touches in these games. He had four carries week one. So they've been pretty confident rolling with Gore. Uh, Jordan Reed still not practicing today with this concussion and, you know, it's just uh, it's a Monday night game, so they have the extra day, but I would say it's unlikely. And you have to wonder, when is Reed going to return or will he even play again? I've said it time and time again that I'd rather just see him sit it out. And seven concussions, so uh, it's a tough matchup here against Chicago. So Vernon Davis, I guess, will be in consideration again for those desperate at tight end. And there are a lot of people out there. I did use Vernon Davis uh, last week because I have Hunter Henry in a league, but... Uh, dumped Vernon Davis for Will Disley. Not that I feel great about that. That feels like we are chasing. But, hey, uh, Disley does have four touchdowns in six games, and Russell Wilson does look for him in the red zone. Marlon Mack is back at practice today, so that's a really good sign because I think people were starting to look towards Jordan Wilkins. Did see him picked up in the high-stakes leagues this week, and it certainly was a savvy move at the time because you just knew if Mack sat that maybe Wilkins would get a uh, decent-sized workload with nine minds potentially mixing in uh, in the past, but Marlon Mack looks like he will be a go this week. Just kind of follow that news over the weekend to make sure that he do, does go. And they've been feeding Marlon Mack a lot, but I I think they're going to start to shift a little bit. I think they're going to be a little bit more aggressive now with Jacoby Brissett. They've played two games on the road. This is the home opener for the Colts, and I like the schedule the next three weeks for Jacoby Brissett. So he's got Atlanta, Oakland, and the Chiefs. He's going to have to put the ball in the air in some of those games. So Jacoby Brissett... Certainly, if you are a Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Cam Newton owner, and if he's out there still, I think Jacoby Brissett's not a bad option with some of the matchups upcoming. Lots more ahead when we return. 
I'm going to be joined by Sean Child from FullTimeFantasy.com. He's one of the best high-stakes players around, and he helps power our projections. So we'll look at some matchup plays and some players to be worried about coming up. It is Full-Time Fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address for MoneyNow100. That's money now, the number 100.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsepit.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is solo here today, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon as we get you set for week three of the NFL season and help me break it down and look at everything. It is Sean Childs, fulltimefantasy.com, also one of the top high-stakes players around. Sean, what's going on? Uh, Just battling this uh, football content, the message board, you know, and trying to figure out these football lines. Yeah, that's uh, what we're doing at this time. Uh, what were some of your uh, key fab pickups this week? 
Um, just chasing down some of the receivers, you know, cleaning out some of the back end, uh, you know, uh, you know, spots that you, you thought players were, would be okay after week one on, you know, you know, made them try to, you know, obviously Robinson was there and Aggie from, uh, you know, Philadelphia, but you know, I could, you know, it's tough to, you know, spend a ton of money, you know, uh, you know, if Henderson got dropped on a team and you had Gurley, you know, trying to, you know, pick up a handcuff when possible, just, you know, just more maintenance and, uh, and fixing. And if it had any quarterback issues with, I had Breeze or Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, in our leagues, uh, Demarcus Robinson was available on a couple. Hardman was pretty like, much drafted, but I think that's a popular question that people are asking. There are some people that have both. If you have like McCall Hardman and Demarcus Robinson and you have to just start one of them, like, how do you decide that? Because they're both pretty good. And, you know, I know Robinson had the bigger game last week, but Hartman had a 72-yard touchdown call back. So if you're trying to decide between those two, how do you handle that? Uh, I, after doing the research and the wide receiver stuff, I, I, they, they both rank pretty closely for me. And, uh, and I think they're, you know, going to be third, fourth targets in the passing game, maybe even fifth targets with their, if the running back position catches the ball. So, um, you know, both of them depends on big plays. But I think the uh, Hartman has the probably the better – matchup as far as you know quarterback and you know what um the baltimore wants to do because they haven't really won one you know humphreys is a pretty good quarterback so um i would think hardman would be the play for me um i know i get the temptation and i think we saw a question on the message board where somebody wants to you know sit digs and play both kansas city uh uh wide receivers which you know could could be uh you know kind of disappointing but you know everybody has their opinion of their players, and you got, you got to make the best decisions as as possible. But you know, sitting digs is you know is the wrong move for me. Damian Williams has been ruled out this week for the Chiefs, so this looks like a time we might see Darwin Thompson, who really started to go high in drafts in the high stakes leagues before the addition of Sean McCoy. What do you? How do you think this plays out? McCoy looks like he's going to play. He was dealing with that ankle issue. Is Darwin Thompson someone that you think you can play this week in deep performance, or do you want to see how they use him first? Uh, if they were playing any other team, I'd probably be a little more excited. Just the Ravens are pretty good against the run. You know, Kansas City, you know, you know, struggled to run the ball last week. You know, uh, you know, McCoy is a better pass catcher. I think that, you know, they'll try to attack, you know, you know, but it's just going to be difficult for, I think the running, the running back that, you know, that gets the early carries to have a, you know, kind of a big game, but, you know, Kansas city is the right offense and they probably, you know, if one person had the full show, it would be, you know, no doubt a top 10 opportunity. So in a split role, you know, I wouldn't expect a big game, but, you know, I would like, you know, like to see him do some things on the field before trusting him in that situation. It's been a rough start to the season for Devontae Freeman, 2.2 yards per carry. He did go against Minnesota and Philadelphia. Are you worried about him at all, or do you think it's, hey, it's only two weeks and a couple tough matchups, and he'll be fine if he gets the touches? I'm not as excited about him as I did when I drafted him a couple times in the third round in the high-stakes market. Um, you know, I don't like it that they bring Ido Smith in the, the five-yard line, um, the rotation. You know, was actually it was a little bit better last week. So I think Freeman was on the field about 62% of the time, which was kind of exact that exact number when Kevin Coleman was on the team. So you know, Atlanta was you know using him in the same situation, but he struggled to make big plays and, and even you know you know get get enough uh, chances in space. So I, I I like the way he runs um, the offensive line. Atlanta would like to see it play better, and, and he really needs to get his touches. You know, over 15. And, and you'd be a little more active in the passing game to be trusted. But, you know, a lot of these decisions that we look at, you know, this this running back, you know, he's 
he's a top 24 running back, you know, at the end of the year, he's, he's playable. So you're sitting other guys for him, you know, you kind of could be making mistakes. So, you know, except that he's probably going to average about 12 to 13 points a game and he'll be up and down, but he will score some touchdowns and catch some passes. A player that looks like he's really popping in the rankings this week is Wolf Fuller going up against the Chargers. Obviously, he's been kind of quiet so far. Texans offense did not have a big week last week after looking really good in week one against the Saints. What stands out about Wolf Fuller this week? Yeah, he he came out pretty big for me. I mean, just, I think we had him, you know, for 20 fantasy points and, you know, in the daily games, you know, which is about four times the salary. So he, he just had that type of explosive player that's going to see one-on-one coverage. You know, he could catch five balls, but catch you know, you know, turn it into 120 yards and a touchdown. So I think the matchup is favorable. Um, there's a chance this game could go back and forth, and uh, you know, I, I expect him to be, you know, have some correction, you know, as for, for his early season stats. How do you look at the Patriots wide receivers right now? Because they're in a situation similar to last week. They're huge favorites. They should be in control of this game against the Jets. We saw them really feed the ball to Antonio Brown, even though he didn't play a full complement of snaps. And we never know with Antonio Brown. There's a new story every day, so who knows when he is going to play or not. But with Brown, Gordon, Edelman, White, I mean, what do you do with this Patriots uh, receivers going forward? Yeah, it's just it's just another matchup. And you're hoping that the Patriots receivers can get you, you know, 12 to 15 points and kind of hang in there. I mean, Gordon seems like he's going to be the big play guy and, you know, kind of be – you know, have a tougher time to have, you know, success in this type of game where I think they want to get Brown, you know, more featured than Edelman's, you know, what the possession guy. So it, it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those games where you just play him and you take the points and, you know, hopefully uh, he kind of root for uh, New England to lay down on defense to see if they got uh, to push their offense a little bit better. But, uh, you know, with the Jets playing with a 13 quarterback, it's not too exciting there. Talking to Sean Childs, you can find all his work fulltimefantasy.com. Uh, or Joe Mixon, it's been a struggle here the first two weeks. We know the offensive line has issues and you know more injuries this week as well. Uh, what do you do as a Joe Mixon owner right now? Do you just keep running him out there because the way you drafted him? I mean, in a competitive league, you might not have great options. Uh, we know how tough it is to fill that position. Uh, but what advice do you give to Joe Mixon owners right now? Well, he's he's a you know a pretty pretty good player with three down ability and scoring you know scoring upside is kind of limited. But you got you have to like the way the Bengals have thrown the ball and the Bills, you know, will be do play pretty good against the pass. So and, they, and they've had some risk in, in you know last year against the run. So I think that you know Mixon the same thing. He's, you know you got to you know you he's kind of boring and had some you know really bad games and he's battling that ankle injury, but you know. If he, he gets, you know, 70 yards, four catches, and maybe sneaks in a touchdown every other week, he's going to be a playable guy. So, you know, he's he's the starter. His, his snaps should increase. He's not on the injury report this week. And, uh, you know, he's just, um, you know, you have to, you, you, you're invested in him. you got to ride him out. Unless some some reason you, ha- you hit on a back-end running back that, that you know, that's starting to surprise right now. And, I, and nobody stands out for me at this point in that area. Not a surprise, but the Panthers have ruled out Cam Newton for week three. So the, we're going to get a lot of questions now. Can we use DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson? They're going up against Arizona, who obviously plays at a very high pace. Carolina actually has been playing at a high pace this year, too. We'll see if that continues with Kyle Allen now starting at quarterback. But how do you look at the Panthers' offensive skill players this week with Kyle Allen starting at quarterback in place of Cam Newton? Well, uh, the Cardinals are really, really bad against the tight end back-to-back games. 
They gave a lot of a lot of yards to Hawkinson, and then the Ravens they beat them pretty good last week. Um, they, they, you know, their defense isn't isn't uh, great overall, and I, I expect a regression. And the Cardinals' uh, offense looks like it's ready to start scoring touchdowns. So, you know, it just comes down to a trust issue with the quarterback. Uh, Samuel looks really, really good. He was open a ton of times last week. Could have made a b- bunch of big plays and more. You know, catching the ball when he throws at it. So I, I think the the core looks good. And the quarterback that played last year, uh, Kyle Allen, he did pretty good. Um, you know, his one game. So limited uh, resume, and but you know the accuracy can't be any worse than Cam. I think so. You know, it could be an interesting game, and I would I would probably play all the players and you know gamble that 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 the uh, the game's a little bit more back and forth. Yeah, and that over under number, if I think I saw, was forty three. I was a surprised by that, but. Uh, I think that could go over. I mean, last week the Panthers receivers were getting open. If there was an accurate quarterback, I mean, they would have had a huge game. So uh, it, it's hard to imagine it being worse than what Cam did last week. Uh, the 49ers backfield right now, like, how, how do you look at it? Because last week, obviously, they ran all over the Bengals. And, you know, Jeff Wilson had 10 of his 15 snaps in the fourth quarter, but Shanahan came out and said, yeah, he might be our red zone back. Matt Breida looked really good. Mostert had a goal line carry. He also had a receiving touchdown. So, yeah, they put up 41. They're not going to do that every week. Is Breida still someone that you can play? Because I thought he looked good if you saw the game or the highlights. I mean, he ran very well. So how are you looking at this 49ers backfield last night after what we saw last week? I was excited about Breed last week. I was in I think I'm away kinda of disappointed that the one guy stole the uh, the rushing touchdowns and they sat Breeda down a lot of the game, which, you know, understandably because of the game score and you know, he didn't hit on the one pass play that went for a touchdown. So um but overall for Breeder, I like the way he can run the ball. He can make big plays. I, I, I'd like to see him to be more active in a passing game. I'm not sure where that's gonna go, you know, going forward, but you know, that like the way the forty nine ers played. Um, uh, the goal line stuff is going to be a problem. I mean, you know, he can still hit on a 20 hour run, you know, if he gets into space. So, you know, he, you know, he's uh, probably, you know, for me, like if I had a decision between him and Cohen, even though he played well uh, last week, I would probably lean on Cohen because I think his floor and catches is higher and, and he can be more stable and make big plays. So, um, but, you know, as far as most are, he's just, uh, you know, he had, he had his best game of his career, um, you know, probably. The Steelers are pretty pretty physical up front. They're good linebackers, and they're probably going to have a lot tougher time making plays in this game. You know, as far as in the run, so you know both players, you know, step back a little bit. But Breeder, you know, falls into like a maybe eleven to thirteen point player where most starts probably you know more of like a six to seven, and, and the other guy just you know does he get the goal line chances? Not who knows. How are you treating the Steelers' offense this week with Mason Rudolph taking over at quarterback as the Steelers head to San Francisco? No, I thought he threw the ball pretty good. I mean, you have to downgrade him until you see him in game action and in, in, in what he has. But I mean, his, you know, he has no one receiver that's pretty good. He's played with, you know, uh, Washington in college. They just said that they were going to start the other receiver um, instead of uh, Moncrief, which is a smart move. Moncrief was overdrafted in the season-long games, but um, I, I think he's going to be, you know, he's going to be pretty good. I think he's. It's not like, um, you know, he's going to be, you know, a total. You know, disaster for them. I think Pittsburgh, you know, win, they won win games in the past, and they're a good franchise. So, 
you know, I downgraded them slightly in yards per catch and, and obviously touchdowns because Roethlisberger, you know, is pretty good at, at converting in the red zone. So the, the biggest struggle for him will be can he get his wide receivers touchdowns in the red zone, which is, uh, you know, something that um, Pittsburgh is pretty good in the past. And I'd like to see the, the run game bounce back to help, you know, help the quarterback position. So, you know, pretty much a 250, you know, two-touchdown guy probably, in, you know, in, in a lot of weeks. And, you know, obviously when he faces the Ravens, it's going to be another matchup. Got about 30 seconds. Give us a under-the-radar DFS play you really like this week. Um, I got O.J. Howard rated high. He's the second-highest uh, tight end. I just, I'm almost done with the tight end research right now. Just, uh, you know, he's just a player that everybody want to punt, you know, wants to dump on the waiver wire, uh, you know, uh, in our, our message board. And he's a guy that's got a pretty good resume. And I think um, the last four years, this, you know, Tampa has, like, 43 touchdowns at the tight end in 64 games. So pretty exciting there. I think he'll have a good game. All right. That is Sean Childs. Check him out. Fulltimefantasy.com. Thanks a lot, Sean. All right. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our one with some more NFL injury news. More players being ruled out. We'll let you know who next here at Full-Time Fantasy. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract, guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 that's 800-804-7060 the Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. 
Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you've got to play more and pay less, you've got to go to Moe's. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk some DFS coming up in the next hour. Steve Renner, full-time DFS, will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. We'll give you any breaking news, and we'll preview the games coming up for this week. And I do see this, though. This is pretty big news for those that play NBA DFS. The NBA owners have approved a new rule requiring teams to submit starting lineups 30 minutes before tip. So that's up from the prior 10. So teams can still change if there is a player injury during warmups. But at least this helps. I mean, I think a big thing on why they're doing this, obviously, is for gambling purposes. Uh, because the NBA, anyone who's played DFS knows it's a disaster as far as the starting lineups. I mean, there were times where we didn't know until after tip-off where they would change it. And it was just terrible, especially on sites that lock the lineups at the first tip of the game on that slate. So I think this helps. I would have liked to seen it a little bit. I would have liked to seen 60 minutes. But, hey, 30 minutes is a step in the right direction. Obviously, with baseball, we get them three, three and a half hours before. On football, we get usually an hour and a half, usually at 11.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, 11.30 a.m. Eastern on a Sunday. You know who's inactive and who's not. So the 30 minutes for basketball definitely at least helps. It's a step in the right direction because it has been an absolute train wreck when it comes to reporting injuries for the NBA before tip-off. And anyone who plays any NBA DFS knows. And it's actually probably turned a lot of people off and kept some people away. And I think NBA DFS is, for me, it's the most fun DFS sport. I like it the most. Uh, I think you really you know, can get an edge there sometimes. Obviously, when you get that point guard who's minimum price, who starts, a lot of people go to that player. But I, I love NBA DFS. But it can be a hassle when you have a night of a lot of games with a lot of injuries and you're waiting and waiting. It takes time. And a lot of people just don't have that. So I think at least with this 30 minutes before tip-off, it's a step in the right direction. So I'm really glad to see that because I want to see the NBA DFS game grow. Still got one more hour to go. Again, we will talk DFS. Steve Renner, full-time DFS, will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. We'll give you any breaking news as a lot of players have already been ruled out, which is good. It's better than waiting till Sunday. So now you can make those contingency plans and head, potentially head to the waiver wire to pick up some of these players if they're there. We'll go through all of that and preview the week. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.